0: What is it like to work on a new project, though? Something that might be a seed varietal that you haven't grown before. It's, it's awesome. Is it's it? It's one of my favorite things.
1: Why? Because I, I, as a farmer, I like to f- around with different seeds, man.
0: There's a story inside every smoke shop, with every cigar, and with every person. Come be a part of the cigar lifestyle of Boveda. This is Box Press. Welcome to another episode of Box Press. I'm your host, Rob Gagne. And today we're pulling back the curtain of the cigar industry. We are showing you the unsung heroes of the premium tobacco industry. Today we're talking with John Oliva Jr. from Oliva Tobacco Company. Not Oliva Cigars, but Oliva Tobacco Company. John, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Rob. Thanks. Yeah. It's good to be here. Good. John how do you describe what you do at Oliva tobacco company and what are some of the most popular brands that you're growing tobacco for?
1: Uh, Principally what we do is grow uh, the raw material, the cigar tobacco, uh, mostly wrappers for a a good percentage of the premium for the premium cigar industry. So uh, some of the more popular brands would be Fuente, uh, uh, my father's cigars Pepin Ben Garcia, uh, AJ Fernandez, uh, Roma Craft, the Newmans, General Cigar, Altaitis, uh just just about everybody in the cigar business. You're about business. in everything. Yeah, in a lot of them, yeah, yeah, in a lot of them.
0: Today, John, we're gonna smoke the Rumon Aliones by AJ Fernandez, which was created with. The tobacco from Oliva Tobacco Company, correct?
1: Yeah, it, was, it's, uh, it uses our Ecuador Habano wrapper. Uh, it's uh, Ecuador Habano Scudo wrapper, uh, which is a, a darker, a uh, little bit stronger uh, wrapper. Uh, as you can see, it's really oily, uh, nice, beautiful cigar. Del makes, Del makes beautiful cigars. Um, and uh, this would be a, a, a good example of our dark Ecuador Habano wrappers.
0: And that's what you're primarily known for right this ecuadorian habano wrapper. yeah
1: what i would say what we're primarily known for is, is growing these darker heavier type wrappers Not just the ecuador habano but also the ecuador sumatra also okay yeah um and in that and in these wrappers you also get the you get lighter colors that some guys uh, that bang prefers to use something uh, a little bit lighter than this point they uses something what he likes to call rosado Got it. so um with Abdel, he likes tobacco. Well, they all do. They all like tobacco from a particular lot, a particular farm in, on, in our operations in Ecuador.
0: John, what do you remember about creating this blend or this particular uh, tobacco with AJ?
1: Usually with, with AJ with, with, uh, or with, with a lot of manufacturers uh, for us, for what we do. Um, it's not so much what I create for them, it's what, what I grow for them, where they want it, the color he's looking for, um, where on the plant, in other words, what priming tobacco is he looking for and what seed, uh, AJ in particular on, on his cigars, uh, uses a lot of proprietary seeds. Um, that he's, he, uh, let us use on, on some cigars, something like this, that he would, uh, that when he comes to us, he says, this is the color I'm looking for. This is where I'd like it off the plant. Um, and if it's up to his standards, then, then, you know, they buy the tobacco and he'll make this, they, you know, make the cigars with it. Sure. So basically what we do is I, I, I try to get him what he wants from what farm he wants. Um, and, and, and seed he wants and, and, and what lot on that particular farm, because that's what, you know, that's what he wants. They, 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 these guys' pallets are incredible. So they can detect differences lot. Yeah, so on what the are lot. they?
0: So they're picking up certain
1: things from they're, different they're parts. They're picking the up, same seed? yeah, yeah. They're picking up what, I like to call it their flavor profile, okay. you know. Um, I, I think what separates these guys is they each have a distinct flavor profile in their cigars, and that's, and that's kind of what, what you know, I can't answer that for them. I try to supply this like with a wine guy, this grape that they want for that, for that, for that, for that wine or in this case, that, that particular tobacco for that cigar. Got it. So
0: let's say we're going to create a cigar with AJ. Mm -hmm. How does, when he describes to you what he wants out
1: of the cigar, how do you go about executing that then? For, for us, honestly, it's, it's just, again, it's a matter of, of, you know, determining where on the plant he's, I can pull that kind of tobacco for that kind of flavor profiles you go up the plant tobacco's going to tend to get stronger i have to think in those in in simpler terms like that because the blend what they come up with for the blend what's going to go inside the cigar the filler blend is really going to determine the flavor profile that they're looking for so okay. i'm my 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 goal is more for appearance's burn quality and and aroma okay, okay? when
0: we're talking about the wrapper right
1: right right okay. right are you making
0: any of the tobacco for the filler then?
1: No, no, not okay. on this cigar. No, not Del on No, Abdel grows a lot of his own fillers, and I, I believe he uses four or five different filler, filler tobaccos, in, different okay. filler tobaccos in this cigar.
0: And then, so with that wrapper, then is he is uh, AJ describing to you? Hey, I, I, this is the flavor profile you talked about. He's picky about what region it comes out of, right? What part of your farm it comes out of, right? So in there, he's he's got a flavor profile in mind. Are you guys doing some testing as you go? Like, are you planting it in different areas?
1: Yeah, we will do that, and I'll submit to him different types of samples. Okay, but you know, at the end of the day, he's 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 the chef. He's the guy that's got to come up with the with the with, with yep. what he's making. So he'll. Well, you're
0: putting it in different areas for him, so that he can. I'm say, putting it
1: in different areas in the same places that he wants it, though. Yeah, you, you know what so I'm saying. So he's
0: picking the region. And you're looking at the soil compensate, compensation. I'm looking at
1: soil composition. I'm, you know, it's, it's, yeah. trying to determine what's going to give him what, what he, what he wants. So if he
0: says he wants a lot of pepper out of that wrapper, then you're going to say, okay, this is kind of the, the area that I would hone in on. And then you're going to give him some samples
1: of that after it's grown. Yeah. And, and again, with his flavor profile, he likes, he likes, Tobacco from one area. We we have farms in two separate areas in Ecuador. Operations in two separate Ecuador. One area tends to give a stronger, spicier type tobacco because the soil over there is completely different than the farm on the other end of the country. Okay.
0: So you're saying the soil is the most important part.
1: Soil, to me, in my opinion, is makes is what makes tobacco. Because it's the same seed. Right. Same and seed. It could taste and, and, and totally it will, different. And it will change. It'll it, it's got a different flavor in, in the same country in two different spots. That's interesting. Yeah. Very interesting, and when so you see that, fact. like in Nicaragua, you know, with the with the heavy fillers that come from Esteli, which usually go for lihado, and the and the lighter fillers, which will usually come out of Jalapa, yeah. uh, which will go for secos, uh, give the you know uh, probably a sweeter tobacco, and the lihados are that stronger tobacco. Sure.
0: So when AJ is describing these uh, things that he wants, how what is he using? Is he using flavor descriptions? You said color. Um, so, and how is he doing? Is he calling you? Is he emailing you? What's the no no, we, we,
1: we, with our opera, our processing operation, all our Ecuador tobacco goes to Nicaragua to be fermented and processed. So Uh we, and we do that because most of our customers are in Ecuador or in Nicaragua. I'm sorry. And AJ is at our facility. AJ will be at our facility and kind of works with our people over there. I got uh, my operation manager. There's a a gentleman named Gus Gouda who runs that operation. Of course he works closely with Abdel and, um, and they'll they'll sit down there, and and you know Abdel basically we bring in the tobacco and 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 Abdel will pick there what he wants you know I mean that's kind of how that works you know yep. uh, again they they have in mind what they're gonna make, um, and we're trying to do so much, for for you know different customers like Fuente wants something completely different Carlos Galito's yep. got you know Galito has uh, got. The way they do cigars, um, he's particular on what, on what style he wants and what flavor profile he's going for. And, and he's, he's really got a, uh, he's got a philosophy behind every cigar. Okay. Is
0: it the same seed though? Is it the same seed varietal that we're using? On some cigars
1: and on others, it's different. Yep. It's whatever these but guys want. But it could want.
0: be the fact that they're both going to use the same seed varietal, but it's going they're to They're going to both
1: different. use a Cuban seed, but it may be a different variety of Cuban seed. Okay. You know? But if be...
0: they were using the same one, you're saying that they could totally go for Oh, two. yeah. Carlos
1: wants his tobacco from the other farm. Because uh, of the, the flavors that are coming out of the soil? Because of the flavor. Soil. We have a farm called Don Angel. That's where I, I save Carlos's tobacco for him. Okay. Um, it's uh, it's It's what what he's liked is what his father liked. And right. we, I keep that for them. Wonderful. Okay. And okay. then, and then, uh, like Abdel uses tobacco from a farm we have called La Mecca, which is one of our original farms. He likes that flavor profile and it does. It produces a different, different tasting tobacco than, than the one from Don Angel. Right. Okay. And so when, a, so to answer your question, when Abdel goes in there, it's not so much that he's telling us what flavor profiles, he's already kind of knows what he wants. It's my, it's my job to give him a choice okay so basically you know i'm I'm throwing down uh you know four different spices there for him to work with gotcha to use I how does he a know analogy. though
0: what he wanted like how does he know what flavor profile came out of that area is it through his vast experience yeah absolutely he's
1: already tried everything okay. and that and that goes for every manufacturer sure. every guy
0: if we were just starting up though like if I came to you and said, you know, this is what I'm looking for, would you already have samples of things? Or if I said, hey, I want to grow this type of, I'm going to use this type of wrapper and I want this flavor, you would kind of already know. Like,
1: I, I, it would give me a good idea. Let's use an example of if you come to me and say, John, I, I want to make a cigar with a dark, dark, uh, heavier wrapper. Okay. Cause yeah, I want I like it to be chewy. Yeah. I chewy. Like chewy. I want it to be, I want it to be, let's call it medium flavored to strong. I, I know in my head already that you're, you probably got a filler blend in mind, but for me, for what we do, it's a matter of me going into, in, into what we've grown and say, okay, I'll probably use a seventh priming Ecuador Havano, probably Havana 2000. Okay. And I'm, and as we, cause we sort all this tobacco too. Right. Yeah. And, and basically where that comes in is I will sort out that grade that you're looking for specifically for you.
0: So it's like a library essentially. Exactly. Of of kind of what I have to play with the recipes. Exactly. The the spices I can use.
1: Right. And I'll even give you different variations on color of the same wrapper, you know? We'll try color to, you know,
0: plays a big role into all of this.
1: Yeah, and texture. You know, texture is another one. You know, feel. the heavier you get on on, back, on, on this type at a back of tobacco, the higher, which is naturally going to come up off the top of the plant. The stronger, you know, the stronger, the more the wrapper is going to give the cigar strength-wise. Again, you know, that's my opinion.
0: Got it. Well, before we get too far into the cigar,
1: what I do want to do is
0: kind of go go through what we're we're going to do here. So the cigar we're smoking right now is the Ramon Aleones by A.J. Fernandez. Um, This got a rating of 92 on Halfwheel.com. It's a pretty high rating on Halfwheel.com. And I think the cool part about this, John, is that you've been a part of this. You've created part of this cigar. And what I think would be really interesting is if we went through the Halfwheel review because Charlie gets really into the flavors that are coming out. And I'd like to see if you and I can kind of touch on these flavors and see if we can pinpoint maybe what tobacco is going into all these different flavors that make these special cigars. So let's go through the first third here, and I'm literally just going to read Charlie's review verbatim. It begins with some cedar, buttermilk, and white pepper. A bit sharper through more restrained than the pre-light notes. Eventually, the core settles to a vibrant mixture of earthiness, creaminess, and a bit of sprite-like sweetness. The retrohale is even heartier with lots of cedar and bittersweet cocoa before a massive black pepper takes over the finish. Before, oh, flavor is full body. Body is full and strength is medium plus. Construction is fantastic in the final third. Great draw, no touch-ups and plenty of thick smoke. So John, some of the things that we pull out here are the cedar and the buttermilk, the white pepper, the earthiness, the creaminess, sprite-like sweetness. That's an interesting one. Yeah. (laughs) Cocoa and massive amounts of black pepper, Mainly through the retrohale,
1: yeah, no, and 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 you hear this a lot, especially with Ecuador wrapper, like the white pepper, the earthiness, um, very indicative of tobacco from from Ecuador. I think because the soil there, with that volcanic type soil, is 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 the the, uh, the acidity in it tends to be a little bit higher, and um, and you hear that a lot, especially with the white pepper. Um, I'm picking that. I always pick that up on Ecuador, especially, especially in the aroma. I don't know if you, you get it through your, you get it through the um, for me, through your, through your, through your nose, you know. Um earthiness is without a doubt is an Ecuador characteristic. Yeah, when I
0: when I retrohale this, and I it might be because I'm like thinking about it, that Sprite-like sweetness and that white pepper kind of blend together for me. You know how Sprite kind of fizzles through your nose. right? I kind of get that. And I don't know if that's what you're getting, but when I retrohale this, I kind of do get that. Same tingly, it's not like black pepper retrohale. um, To me, it's very like um, stronger and dark, like kind of almost like smoke, like smoked meat. Whereas this white pepper is kind of light, effervescent like Sprite.
1: And I think that's a function of the blend. I think that's when you take some of this Nicaraguan tobacco, like probably the hybrid tobacco that he's using in the filler blend of this, because I know he's using a hybrid filler. One, um, some part of it's a hybrid filler that Abdel grows, and you mix it with that Ecuador tobacco, that Nicaraguan, some of this Nicaraguan tobacco that's got that that gives you that sensation. You know, when you mix right. it with the white pepper with the with the Ecuador, you know, okay. is where that's coming from. Wow. And that's the gift that these guys have. Right. You know, that's a gift. Putting it all together. Putting that together. I'm guaranteed that when Abdel sat down sat down to make this cigar, that he was putting all that together. You know, it's okay. a function of marrying all these different these different leaves together. Because you can pull them
0: out one by one, right? You can give me a leaf and say, this is where the black pepper is coming from. This is where the sweetness is coming from. But when we put all those together and they get a time to sit and ferment, and, and kind of once it's rolled... Really, they sit and rest it, right? Right. And that's where they all kind of weave together and become more stable and less pronounced.
1: Correct. And then you want that transition as you move to the cigar, which is what Charlie, you know, it's what they're so good at at half wheel when they're, when they're, when they're explaining these things, you know, right. I mean, they just give you this, they give you the trans, you know, the transition and what they're picking up right. from these cigars. I mean, they're, they're good descriptors, you know, Right, Um, you know, to, It's easy for people when you see this, you associate these things with, with, with these flavors. Right. I'm not picking up the buttermilk. No, neither am I. Neither am I. But you know, I don't pick that up a lot from, from these types of cigars. I pick up buttermilk a lot of times from Connecticut style cigars, you know, cigars will have a Connecticut type wrapper on them or lighter, lighter wrapper.
0: Yeah. I'm picking up more of the, and I'm not even getting a lot of cedar. I guess I could see cedar a little bit in the, um. Kind of just on my palate, like almost the back of my tongue a little bit, kind of that woody flavor, but I'm still kind of getting that white pepper and and maybe pepper in general, and then that's that sprite-like uh yeah kind of fizz in my nose. Right there. Yeah.
1: And yeah, and I and and for me, I do pick up a little bit of cedar, you know? And I sure. again I think that's again the function of the wrapper. Like when I when I'm looking at this of the, of what, how they describe this. Those are the, those are the ones that I would pick for Ecuador cedar, white pepper, the earthiness. Okay. And that massive black pepper, you know, is that, I'm not getting that yet. Are you getting that? I'm not getting it yet, but I guarantee you when it's we gonna get to come, it's going to come. Okay.
0: It's definitely going to come. Gonna come. <laughs> That's interesting. Cause yeah, there's some things on here that I'm like, well, maybe that'll come later on. Mm-hmm. I'm not even really getting some of the the cocoa or the creaminess I, and maybe it's just my mindset right now, like the Sprite and the white pepper were the first things that I noticed. So now I need to kind of maybe think a little like, you know, okay, what else is here? And I think, you know, hands down to Charlie and, and the folks over at Half Wheel for being able to actually pull this out of the cigar blindly. Oh you know, no, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I that's, mean that's, it's you, it. can you do that? No, at, I cannot. Okay. Be
1: completely honest with you. There's certain flavor profiles, again, that I pick up that are, that probably are generic to most people. You know, um, um, but there, I have definitely been around people. Steve Saka's got probably one of the most brilliant palates in the cigar industry. Okay, um, is are guys that are that that can that pull these out. You know, pull these flavors out, and 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 no, it's not my not my gift. You know, I know a good cigar. Right. Okay. Like, and you I know enjoy. what I like, you yeah. know? Um, and no, I think it's, I, you know, I think this is beneficial to everybody, right. you know? When, Do you think too, that
0: the manufacturers, um, obviously they're not going to go into detail about Sprite, like sweetness and all that. Are they more focused on overall mouth experience, like overall palate experience? Like, okay, we want the cigar to touch the sides of the tongue, with this type of tobacco, the tingly and the sour or the sweet. And then through the, the center of the tongue, we want to pick up, you know, these flavors and through the retrohale, we want, you know, to make sure that these flavors are coming out of it. Oh yeah. I think they definitely go
1: through that. And no, right. I'll use Carl, Carlo Carlito Fuente as a perfect example of that. You really? know, Carlos has got a very, Carlos's philosophy is, is what is the, what is the whole mouth experience? What is, you know, Carlos, Carlos, uh, Carlos when Carlos makes a cigar, you know, one of his one of his driving principles is he wants to make a cigar that after you finish the first one, you want to pick up another one and smoke it again. Okay. And I think that's where that where that comes from. Right. You know, that's this that whole mouthfeel experience and and what you're picking up. And of right. course, you know, consistency plays a big part of that. Right, you know? consistency of the tobacco. Consistency of the tobacco, consistency of the construction, making that, you know, this is a difficult product to make 25 of these things all taste the same. 25 you know? or 2 million yeah, or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, you know, and that's the gift of the guys that are successful. I mean, they're able to make these cigars taste, you know, for the most part, all of them taste the same, you know. Right, wow. So
0: let's just think, okay, so where do you, you're you naming some high-level uh, brands, you know, the Fuentes, uh, AJ Fernandez, uh, General Cigar. I mean, these Altadis, I mean, all these brands, big companies, when you walk into a humidor, you, you're talking, this, this is in ev- almost in every humidor. So when you walk into a humidor and you look at everything that they have on the shelf, are you kind of like shocked at how much of that tobacco you've produced and and what percentage do you think that even is in in your head like
1: i you know what i can't begin to tell you what percentage i think it is anymore yeah i'm overwhelmed by it um you know it may obviously something you're proud of you know right. you're doing something right we're 50, doing
0: something right. <laughs> is it 50% 60 70 like if you look at I've, I've had at least at least one piece of my tobacco in in 70% of these cigars in this humidor
1: or Rob, if I was going to take a guess, yeah, I'd say 70%, but I don't want to be held to that number. I'll get crucified. Right, right. But, but hey, a, you know what? Yeah, I, I would say that. I mean, I was, in Dav- I was in the shop last night, you know, when okay. we were, when, okay. and, and, you know, I with my daughter to show her, well, you know, this this cigar uses our wrapper, this cigar uses our tobacco, this cigar uses our tobacco. And, you know, your kids don't, my, you know, she didn't even realize it. Really? You know, and as we were walking down those shelves in a big cigar store, you know, there was a there's a lot of our product on there. I mean a lot of what we produce on there. The the
0: know. we're peeling back the curtain, like I said. Yeah. This is you know, you don't have a brand on the shelf.
1: We don't. We no. we, we you no.
0: Just producing the tobacco, the raw materials. To make fine premium cigars. That's what we've done for 89 years. Do you produce tobacco for like machine made cigars Everything. and cigarettes and all that stuff? No, not stuff?
1: cigarettes. We're not involved in cigarette or snuff or or chewing tobacco or anything. We're strictly cigar tobacco. Okay? Strictly cigar tobacco. Strictly cigar tobacco for both the premium market and the and the and the machine made market.
0: How many other companies like this would you say there are in the world right now doing what kind of you're doing?
1: strictly what we're doing yeah um i, I rob honestly i couldn't believe, begin to tell you i don't know that there's that in the united states i can think of one other one that's i would this i hate to say on our level but does what we do that's asp down in miami who's renowned for their connecticut rappers out of ecuador okay. and they grow uh, david the paris family is very similar business to ours Yep. um they grow incredibly good tobacco also. I mean, if you look at a lot of Ecuador, Connecticut tobacco comes from David Peres. Okay, David, they're they're the masters of that, without a doubt. Um, what,
0: what kind of tobacco was that again?
1: Connecticut, the Connecticut seed style wrappers from sure. Ecuador. That's the, the Perez's are the masters okay. of that. And yours is? More the Sumatra Cuban seed style wrappers. Got it. Got it. And that's, and now the
0: seed varietals, is that kind of like uh you- choose the Cuban seed varietals because that's kind of what you know, and and David chooses the Connecticut because that's more what he knows. Is that kind of like-
1: That's just- For the most part, yeah, that's how that works. I'm going to try
0: to boil this down to like Pepsi and Coke. It's almost the same thing, but obviously you're working with a specific product that correct. you know best. Correct, exactly, okay. exactly, exactly. And then people too, like the people manufacturers, they would say, hey, you know, I want this type of seed varietal or this flavor so I know who to go to.
1: correct. Correct. Okay. I mean, if these guys go in with an idea of what they want to make already, okay. Sure. And I'm, again, I'm providing them the ingredients yep. to, to to make that.
0: What is it like to work on a new
1: project, though?
0: Something that might be a seed varietal that you haven't grown before. It's it's awesome. Is it's it? one of
1: my favorite things. Why? Because I, I, as a farmer, I like to fuck around with different seeds, man. Yeah. You know, we started growing some Cameroon in Ecuador that came out beautiful. Okay, but again, you know, you have to take into consideration that Cameroon from Ecuador is never going to taste like Cameroon from Cameroon. Okay, but again, you're providing some, but it's different. Okay, right. And and we're in a market now which is very different from when I started in the tobacco business, which was like right before before the boom. Okay, Okay. where the business was very staid. There wasn't, you know, basically when you got a cigar, it either had Connecticut wrapper on it or Cameroon wrapper. Yep. Or some variation of Cuban seed from Honduras or Nicaragua, maybe. Okay. The manufacturers now are willing to try, or Connecticut broadleaf is another good one. Manufacturers now are willing to try anything to, because there's so much competition to, to differentiate themselves right. from themselves. So for me as a grower, okay. I get to go in here and experiment with these with these different seeds and try try this stuff, and you, you're getting this different tobacco. You so know? you're the one that's primarily
0: messing around with different seeds, or is it the manufacturers coming to you and saying, hey, I want to try this
1: new project? It's a combination of both. Okay. It's a combination so of both. So you'll do your own thing and I, see I, what I, comes Like the Cameroon seed, to use an example. I started, we started growing the Cameroon seed just as a as an experiment to see what Cameroon's because Cameroon is very similar to Sumatra okay to see what what it would you know what what uh you know what it would taste like what it would look like since they are very you know they're somewhat similar Is anyone know? using that Cameroon seed Yes but uses some of it and Fuente uses some of it we don't, I don't grow a lot of it okay. you know? and it's grown in Ecuador In Ecuador okay. in Ecuador and the f- you know? so the regular Cameroon the best way I can describe is has a sweetness to Correct. it Correct the Ecuador Cameroon is going to be like Ecuador back is going to have more spice to it More spice more to it more spice to okay. it Okay so you not can't get around thing. that you know, you can't get, you know, there's one thing about geography and tobacco. There are certain things you're not going to get around, okay? Right. Uh, that you know, soil's king. It king. makes okay. all the difference. It, it really does. And you guys,
0: you kind of told me a story like you have the exact same seed varietal in a plot north of a road. And that seed and that variety tastes like this, X, Y, Z, fill in the blank. 40-yard stretch for the road.
1: On and the farm now, across
0: the street, farm across the street on the south side, and that seed rile exact same,
1: tastes totally different. Correct. And if I do a soil sample on both farms, the soil samples are different. The okay. soil samples. The, soil so samples the minerals are in Correct. the soil.
0: Forty yards. Forty yards. So are you basically drawing boundaries of going like, okay, oh, this yeah, is we where we plot change. out.
1: Yeah. When we when we set out to do our our planning stages, those, those every one of those lots is plotted out. So when you look at a a growing plan from us, we're plotting out those lots, okay? And every one of those lots has a different soil analysis done on it, okay? And and because we've been there so long, I kind of know what I'm going to get off of it, you know, what, what I'm going to pull right. off of it. Uh, as an example, I have the, where Carlos likes to get his tobacco. is called Don Angel. We have a valley down there that we call it Abajo, which means the bottom that bottom sits next to the, to the river to a river called the Macul in Ecuador. That bottom at the end of the growing season, in the rainy season, completely floods. It's seven feet of water over your head. And in the I, field? It's down in a bottom, down in a valley. Yeah. Okay. And if I showed it to you, you'd think there's no way anybody ever grew tobacco. But come around March, that thing completely drains out. Okay. And uh-huh. we're growing tobacco on it in, 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 in June, June, July you know the water depending really on when we yeah and <laughs> and what it's doing is bringing in all those nutrients from the river and stuff that's kind of our that's kind of what we've uh, uh gathered from that okay this must be bringing in these nutrients and and wow. that is unique you know just like the tobacco across the street
0: right so that that whole process so the water runs out a seed takes about 100 days to grow right mm-hmm. so how many uh, harvest you get out of while the water's gone? Is it gone for three months? Is we it only do
1: one harvest on that one lot because we rotate. Yeah. I we're don't talking about grow. a small window here. Correct. I don't grow. <laughs> you don't grow on the same, you know, that you've got to rotate. Yeah.
0: Okay. So re- rotating, you said that. You Are you rotating Always. different seed varietals as well on different plots of land? Are you, once you find out what grows well on this plot?
1: Yeah. If I have if I have two lots, so let's say on that farm, I may have two lots that are right by each other, mm-hmm. okay, that are right by each other, and I'll plot them out and I'll leave one lot open and grow on the other lot one year, and then the farm we will do the opposite.
0: Oh, so you're letting the soil stop, oh, not yeah. do anything, yeah. let it regain its yes. nutrients, yep. yep, and then go and, on that. Yeah. Way. So you can't use all the land you have. No.
1: Not at all. No. You need to be a no, steward farmers, that's of That's traditional. Land. That's not anything right. unique to us. That's just what to that's what farmers do. You're always rotating. Right. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah.
0: I guess I'm from the Midwest. So corn, uh, the corn that they grow may not be for uh, consumption. It might be for ethanol or whatever. So you always feel like you see corn in that field every year, right? Right. But here it's for consumption. Correct. So you can't necessarily do that to the soil.
1: Correct. And I'm probably the corn farmer that's making corn for consumption is probably doing the same thing. Though. He's right. probably rotating, okay. I would think. You know? Got it. I mean, I don't, it. I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to say I don't know how corn yeah, works, right. but, but I would imagine. Not
0: an expert in corn? No. <laughs> come on. Come on up to Minnesota, South Dakota. We'll teach you how to raise corn. <laughs> John, you want to hold your cigar up here? I don't know. I'm no expert, but I think we're approaching the second, third here. Yeah, we're, you know, yeah. I'm a little slower smoker, yeah. but all right. So let's go back to the halfwheel.com review of the Ramon Aliones by AJ Fernandez Torpedo and see what the second third comes up. Chapter two of the book. For the second third, a sweeter cedar takes over and dominates over the mixture of red and black pepper. It's hearty, thick, yet somehow balanced, allowing each of the three flavors to hit various parts of the palate without seeming muddy even more surprising is the retrohale which begins a floral before cinnamon takes over and transitions into the finish once there the floral note returns before worcestershire and pepper add themselves it's an incredibly detailed progression and one that adds a refreshing component to the dominant cedar flavor and body both remain full while the strength legs a bit behind at medium plus. So immediately for me, that picks out. um, Now I'm starting to taste a little bit of that creaminess, sweetness that was kind of noted in the first third. And
1: I don't know. What do you think? I pick it up from the volume of the smoke. I mean, again, Again with Ecuador tobacco that I'm per pick- picking up that Charlie's put in here, the black and red pepper and the cinnamon. And I do pick up that floral on the retrohale. And i noticed before we were reading that you kinda you kinda just get that, that floral aroma off 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 the retrohale, off the off the, the aroma again, you know?
0: Yeah, the ending, almost after breathing
1: through your nose again. Mm-hmm. More or less, because mm-hmm. I get the cinnamon. And I do pick up cedar in this thing. You, you do, know? yeah. I am. I do. I do pick up the cedar, which I I, I usually do off off Ecuador tobacco. Um, I will say that with these darker wrappers, that that's kind of kind of kind of a flavor characteristic that I pick up off of Cuban seed. Really? Yeah. I don't know why, but I just just cedar. Do. That, that cedar, yeah,
0: is a strong flavor characteristic of yes. most
1: Cuban seed tobacco that I pick up off most Cuban C tobacco. Got it.
0: You know? Each is
1: different, right? Yeah. Never absolutely. Enough. Have no absolutely. idea. Absolutely. Um Worcester, I I, I haven't gotten <laughs> that, but you know. A Worcestershire oh, yeah. sauce,
0: I'm not sure. I'm I think that's I thought the other part that I think sometimes can get confusing. I don't know if you can talk to it or not. The flavor and the body both remain full. So we're talking flavor. Yes. That's to me like underscore the word flavor, right? Because sometimes in my brain, I get flavor and strength mixed up and that's hard as a new smoker to kind of separate those two. What would your recommendation be to a beginning or a cigar smoker that's trying to figure out, am I tasting flavor or am I tasting strength right now?
1: I think, I think what are you, what are you feeling in your mouth? Okay. As far as flavor goes, you know, the smoke has volume and, and to me that's that what's rolling around your mouth mouth with that volume is kind of what's giving you the flavor. Okay. And then, and, and, and then the medium, the lagging behind medium plus. Okay. I'm picking up because in that flavor, it's, there's some, there's, it's muted a bit. And I I don't know if that's kind of what, I think that's what they're trying to kind of convey. That's kind of how I pick it up because I do get that, I get that flavor from the fullness of the volume of the smoke, and what I feel on the side of my tongues, for example, on the side of my tongue, you know, and and it it did. I don't know if you picked up on it or not, but as we moved into this part of the cigar, it's kind of, it's kind of backed off from that real hard pepper and earthiness yes. that you were getting before. You that's know? why
0: I was able to pick up the creaminess. Right. Exactly. So that's the muted part, the strength wise. Right. And then to the retrohale, I always thought it was just because like, you know, I'm just, I constantly retrohale. So my nose gets used to it, but it is really a, a change.
1: It, in- it, it does. And, 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 and really with the retrohale for me is where I pick that up a lot. Right. You know, it's more muted and it's a lot yeah. more palatable. I don't know if that Sprite feeling kind of went away from that me did. a little bit, it you did. know, exactly. It's not as like uh, pronounced, tingly in my right. nose. Right. And that's, that's the cigar toning down a bit okay? is that all from the wrapper or is no it part- that's okay. that's from the blend that's okay. kind of what i'm you know what trying to convey here is that you know the, the art in this thing is that they put all this together and created this transition as you smoke this thing that it's changing it's as you go through it that's you weird know? it's weird that
0: you can do that with the essentially it's one leaf yeah i mean not one there's five let's say or right. whatever but it's one leaf so if we look at that leaf as like a whole, is it because literally if we just smoked the one leaf, could I have a strength higher here and towards the stock where it was attached to the plant? Would it be less strong, like pepper, a lot of pepper at the end and less pepper towards the stock? You know,
1: Rob, that's a good question that I had never honestly thought about before. Um, you know, when they cut these wrapper leaves, off the whole leaf, they're usually taking it off the off the border of the leaf when they make their cut. <clears throat> so <clears throat> it could very well be that transition because as you as tobacco cures in a barn, for example, it starts at the tip and moves its way up. You okay. Know? Um, That's interesting. It could very well be. So it's, know? it's the strength is is in- at different points of the leaf, possibly. Yeah, because as, as you get towards the base of that leaf, where it got closer to the stalk, the little leaf is going to be heavier down there. The okay. texture of that leaf is going to be heavier, and again, getting back to what I said before, anytime you know texture and leaves, what we call tiempo, which is tiempo. which is the tempo which is the, uh, the what we use to grade textures. Okay. okay. Um, you know, the heavier tiempos, the heavier textures, are going to give you usually impart stronger flavors. So, yeah, some of the the notes now, um, the list is a lot shorter.
0: Red and black pepper, cinnamon, the florals new, and the Worcestershire sauce or that kind of... What, it, like, that flavor, is it smoky? Um, the somebody, Worcestershire? Yeah. I've, I mean, I've had that sauce before, but...
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'd have I don't to know. Maybe and,
1: it is a smoke, you know? Maybe it is that... that barbecue, that, smoky... Yeah, that kind of... I wonder if it has steak flavor, you know, tangy a little Uh bit. Uh,
0: Go out there and, you know, put a dab of Worcestershire sauce right on your tongue and see what it does. Then you'll know.
1: (laughs) Well, you got to be a foodie to smoke cigars too. Apparently. No, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, I don't know. I guess you could pick it up. I just, I never, I never thought to put that together. You know, that's why it's always good to sit with a cigar kind of in in solitude. (laughs) You yeah know? and 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 when you when you pick up these things right you know and
0: I I like reading this you know a lot of people and you know let's talk about this there's a point into tasting cigars where my brain can only go so far right like like you said i just know when the cigar's good I like to usually call it box worthy. Like I'd buy a box of that. Um, but there's also a fun aspect of challenging myself to see if I do pick these up.
1: Well, and I, and I agree with that. You know, I'm like you, you know, and I hear it all the time. Okay. Well, you know, I don't, I don't get these descriptions and it's not just, it's not just any, any review where you start giving these type of descriptors to this, to the cigar. But, you know, the longer I smoked, I, I do this a lot with my friend of mine that works with me. And, you know, I started picking these things up when when uh, when I started really sitting with cigars by myself, you know. And um,
0: So you're able to do it blindly on your own. You're like, oh, okay, I can kind of taste. I
1: kind of pick up, you know, uh, I'll, I'll pick up some of these flavors. You know, I pick up, like, again, the cinnamon. I pick up chocolate sometimes, you know, which sure. I never, I guess when you... you when you sit to think about it, you know, um, and hell for nothing else to make you taste food better. Right. You know,
0: I always like to smell the smoke coming off the foot as well. I think for me, that's just a, I don't know.
1: That's from the rapper.
0: Maybe. Yeah. So the, the smell Coming off the foot, you say is mainly from the rapper.
1: I think so. Yeah, that's okay. my opinion. You'll get a you'll get guys that'll tell me that I'm completely right. full only, of shit. Okay, we're only <laughs> interviewing you, I, so your opinion is uh, the only uh, one. That okay. matters, right? No, that and that's fine. I don't you know that's good because you, that that's a, that's like a uh, that's like a chicken or the egg argument, you know, right. in the cigar business. But but for me, for me, the aroma is a is listen. It's it's a melding, but principally, I think it comes from the rapper, okay? Because so much of, of smoking a cigar is aroma. Right. You know? John, what
0: I want to do is we can have some samples of some of the cigars that you've had a role in with your tobacco that you grow for these really good premium grade A tobaccos. So let's go through just a couple of them. We'll, we'll talk about them a little bit. We got the My Father. Which one is this? The, the La Gran Oferta. La Gran Oferta. Now, what, is, what part of this cigar did you play?
1: That's our wrapper again, uh, with that what we're seeing a lot of with manufacturers now, just to point out to, to, to people that are watching is, you know, a lot of these guys grow their own filler. Now they want to control that aspect uh, mm-hmm. of their, of their production, which, you know, is a, is a good thing for us. I like to grow a wrapper more than filler anyway. Right. Um, and what we, what we grew there for Peping was the wrapper that he uses on, on that, uh, uh, Bepeng's a big user of our, of our Cuban seed wrapper. Um, so what is this, what is the wrapper? That is a, uh, that, the things, that the things, that's, that's a robusto. That's a, that's a dark Havano Rosado, what he calls a dark Havano Rosado. What does the Rosado name mean? Rosado indicates a reddish color. Okay. okay. So if you so look in at that, there's, color. there's an underline, there's an underline, uh, it's dark, but there's an underline red in that wrapper. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Like. And um, again, he, uh, uh, you know, I try to get. Pepin, his tobacco from, from one farm, uh, Pepin's got a, he's got his flavor profile that he, that he likes to, he's a magnificent cigar maker. Okay. Right. As, as, as far as a technical cigar maker. Okay. Pepin is, is brilliant. Okay. Um, and, and basically our contribution to that has, has been the wrapper. Um, and, and
0: everything else, Pepin is, is making the filler on it. The yes. The binder and the filler. Yes. He's making. Yes. yeah. Yeah, we Maybe.
1: used to sell them filler when they first started okay. up, and um and you know they branched like like a lot of these guys like like Abdel, um, you know Fuente, a lot of them Lito, they grow their own filler. They again they they've got a flavor profile in mind, okay, and they feel that they only they can control what they're trying to get, which makes perfect sense, okay. Right. So you know but Bing's got several farms spread out throughout Nicaragua that he's pulling different tobaccos from that he's creating that thing with, and what I'm giving him. What, principally what I'm getting is the is the wrapper to work with okay
0: so that's not to say that all of the tobacco that you sell is just wrapper though
1: No no we grow no we grow we do grow filler in Nicaragua okay yeah we and do other grow.
0: companies are using that Yes Let's talk a little bit about this LFD. Double Lajero. La flor dominicano double lajero. What is what part of this cigar did you have rolling?
1: That's also the wrapper. Lito's another guy that grows a lot of his own filler um, in the Dominican. That's a Sumatra seed wrapper. And Sumatra. that is what we call medio tiempo, which is the leaves off the top of the plant. Lito mm-hmm. likes to use leaves, the dark, thick, heavy leaves from the top of the plant. In the sun, is that the sun exposure? Yeah, that gets in it Ecuador the most? in Ecuador, everything is grown under sun. There okay. is there is no, no shade there is no shade. You cannot use shade in Ecuador. Got it. Um, Why is that? Because because the cl- they call it sun grown, but it's actually the cloud cover there is 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 such, and the microclimates that are there that if you try to use shade, it turns the tobacco comes out almost the texture of, of toilet paper. It's that. Thin. Oh my gosh, you can't roll with that. Yeah, you can't. And so everything everything for wrapper, at least that we grow in the. the Anybody of repute is grown under, you don't need shade. Got it. You don't need Because there's shade. already enough
0: cloud cover. Correct. That it already kind of it. acts as shade. its own natural shade. So if you overshade it, then you do it less disservice. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah,
1: you're, you're going to come out with tobacco that's not usable. It's so okay. thin that they wouldn't be able to use it. So how is this different than? Well, first of all, that's Sumatra and has a completely different flavor characteristics than the Cuban seed will. That's going to be, that's going to truly be, that's a spicy, that's really a spicy tobacco okay um i mean that's truly anything indicative of spice pepper okay you're gonna you know like habaneros you're gonna pick it up with 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 the sumatra seed and especially like the double lijero lito likes using the thick heavy leaves hence why he called it double lijero lijero indicating it's very strong
0: okay yeah and the color on this one is uh still brown obviously but Got some caramel and some darker colors mixed in there.
1: Right. And I think if you notice, you'll see some modeling in that, some black modeling. Uh, yeah. So these that's what I yeah, mean. Yeah. That's, like those- that's, that's very characteristic of Sumatra seed grown in Ecuador. Really? Yes. What is? The, why, why does it do that? Why does it do just, that? It's, listen, Sumatra is a very difficult seed to grow. Difficult. Okay. But the flavor on it is obviously one that people just go nuts for. Are there okay? any seeds that are easy to grow? The easiest thing to grow is candela. Okay, <laughs> if I could grow everything stuff. in candela, that's what I'd do. You want <laughs> me to be completely honest? Okay, and guys will probably raise hell about it. But as a farmer, okay, goes in the barn. You, you you cook it for for for, for, for I don't know forty five days or whatever. It comes out green. It's easy to sort, and you turn it over really quickly. You sure. Know? What are we doing with
0: this that makes
1: it harder? We're fermenting this for how long? It's a, first of all, it's a it's a diff. It's this, the difficulty in that particular seed is it. All your lower primings in that tobacco, and by that I mean your the the position on the plant the, as the leaf comes up from the ground up. Those those leaves almost always turn into 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 very light. the uh, The first couple primes will give you binder most of the time, which is a as a wrapper grower binder is not going to make you any money. Okay? okay, to be completely mercenary about the whole thing, okay. And then the other thing is that the market, with the market dictates mostly for 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 Sumatra are dark wrappers. That's what the market's gotten used to. The color tone. Correct. The visual. And it's, it's, you know, when a guy wants to make a strong cigar, this is what, this is the, right. I mean, a really powerhouse. Right. Okay. They're usually going to go with, go with, I mean, I would go with Sumatra if I was going to pick something from Ecuador. Gotcha. You know, it's not to say you can't do it with Hulano wrappers, but if you're really trying to induce a spice flavor, I mean, this is where you're going to get it. You're going to get it from From Sumatra. Sumatra wrapper. Yeah. Okay. And, and how long is it aged then for? Oh, I don't know. Lito I mean Lito so, keeps okay, inventory so, for two years. So I don't, So I don't think
0: you're it. cutting it down. Are you fermenting it at all? Or are you just We leave? do
1: we do fermentation? Yes, okay. we do we do we do fermentation. Um some guys don't want us to hold it that long. They like to do their own fermentation. A perfect example that would be Abdel or Pepang. Lito Lito does his own ferment well, we ferment it. For Leto, he does his own finishing fermentation. Okay. He's got his own. Leto's got a very unique process that's proprietary to him to make, to, to get this, ra- this wrapper was not this even looking when Lito bought it, okay? Really? Yeah. So it might look And it's spotty. a completely natural process that he does, okay? Right. And I don't know how he's managed to do it. I've seen it, okay? It's, you know, it's, again, the you know, these guys come right. up with ingenious ways of, of processing their tobacco, you Who know? Who
0: was, okay, I think, it yeah. Um,
1: Padron, Orlando
0: Padron, he said the best thing to do as a cigar maker is to always be touching the tobacco every day. Um, touching, I think he just meant like, you have to be in tune with it. You have to be watching it, seeing it, reacting to it because there's different things that it's going to do, right? Correct. So it's essentially, always, ch-
1: t- you know, tobacco's alive, cigar tobacco's alive. Right. Okay? This I mean, was a just,
0: living organism correct, basically before, we cut it down and it's going through a change. If we're not aware of what the change is happening on the fermentation side, we might miss something and not be able to adjust it.
1: Correct. And, and that's what you see like in a fermentation bulk, especially, you know, again, with these upper priming tobaccos that are heavy. You know, I mean, you see that change happening in a fermentation bulk where it's just, it goes in one way and and you're looking at it going, Jesus Christ, I, this thing's going to kill me. This is, this <laughs> shit is, this looks like shit. Really? Yeah, it just doesn't look good. You finish with this bulk, and what that bulk is doing, you know, that heat's going up, and you're breaking it down, and you know what all all, everybody does, right? Okay, and the changes you see are are unbelievable when you're done. You know, not to mention you you got to you got to sweat out the nicotine and all this other stuff because you know smoking raw tobacco is brutal. Right. Anybody that's been through the tobacco, the cigar boom knows that. Yeah. You know, there was plenty of examples of that. Underage. Underaged, tobacco. under fermented, sure. you know, tobacco that had no business going into cigars. Okay? And and
0: that just produces what kind of flavor then?
1: It doesn't produce it it produces it doesn't produce any flavor. You got to get it to burn first. Okay. <laughs> okay. Tobacco without fermentation is very difficult to burn, especially this kind of tobacco. Because it just has know? too much moisture in it and, and Yeah, not it's enough. raw. Right. It's raw. You okay. know. That's not to say there's some types of tobacco that don't that that, that Connecticut tobacco is a perfect example. Sure. Connecticut comes out of the field, you put it in a what they call a mulling for 30, 35 days, and that tobacco's damn good and ready to smoke. Okay, so it depends upon the seed type. Correct. And wow. it's and and again, I get back to texture. Look at the texture of Connecticut's usually silky, thin, mm-hmm. okay, beautiful yellow colors and yeah. stuff like Diamond that. Diamond
0: crowns are hard to keep the wrappers it, from cracking just because they're so fragile.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But you know, you see that, you know, you you'd never be able to do that with this kind of wrapper. This wrapper's gonna need this wrapper is gonna need Needs time. I need at least eight or nine months in bulk.
0: Who's who's got the best quote in the industry about time? Fuente.
1: Never rush the hands of time. Uh-huh. Man, he's right. Yeah. He's right. You can't. Like right. if it's not ready, it's not ready. Right. Well, and you're seeing we're in the heyday of cigars right now. These guys are, are keeping we? two years in image. absolutely.
0: Because it's, you're, you think it's the heyday because of the the quality.
1: I think it's the heyday because of the quality. I think it's the heyday because of what these guys are coming out with, the variety of cigars and the different flavors and and what they're willing to try. I mean, you, you we've never seen a time like this right. ever in this in the, in the market.
0: Do you think the Cuban embargo was one of the best things that ever
1: happened to the cigar industry? I think that the market was gonna was gonna Kind of go this way anyway, okay? Because let's use the the boom for example. Okay, Cuba would have never have been able to produce the tobacco that that was needed for the United States by itself. Okay, so regardless, like let's take the yeah, Cuban embargo. I think embargo out I think
0: would I I think the market would have driven a, an opportunity to grow tobacco other places and then discover new flavors. Right,
1: and you know you can't forget there. You know, before the embargo, there was tobacco coming from from other places anyway. You know? right I mean, so it was just wasn't as popular one. yeah i think the, the shame of the embargo um or listen as a as a as a cuban okay which you know use cuban tobacco mix with my wrapper i'd love to see what that tastes like right you know i mean that for me is
0: an opportunity an to opportun- try new an things.
1: opportunity and just to see what it tastes like sure. you know i mean i think have you done that Oh, I've taken Cuban cigars and put a wrapper on them before. What, what does it do? I think they're, you know, damn good. It's something different, <laughs> you know? I mean, listen, man. The, no, get around that's it. I say. mean, I get crucified for this. You know, Cuban tobacco is very, very unique, okay? It's got, right. you know, it's got a very distinct flavor. It's, when it's done right, it's fantastic. I know. Okay? I mean, if you're, we're going to be honest, that's, that's an honest answer. I went okay? through
0: a kick last week where I was just like, I kind of just want a Cuban Cigar that flavor that sure. I don't even really know what it, but it just like when I hit it, it was on. Sure. Was you know, listen, it's not
1: any different than, you know, you don't just drink Merlot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. You just don't drink Merlot from California. You know, I mean, every once in a while you want a cab from, 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 I don't know, from New Zealand or something yeah. or, 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 you know, you just want to try the different things. That's where the market's at now. I mean, in my opinion. Right. You know, I think if Cuba opened up, Okay, you have Cuban cigars coming to the United States, and you they got to compete against these guys. And I don't think these, it's going to hurt these guys. I think people will go back and say, you know, this thing is great. Okay, but I want something different. You know, right. that's what's going to sustain the industry, in my opinion. Good, you good know? point. Yeah, people just like different things, man. Nobody, you know. Yeah. But you're always, you know, you're always going to go back to your stalwarts. There's always going to roll into a yeah. cigar store if they don't have what you want. You know, there's that brand that you always smoke. Okay? Yes, they probably are going to have. You know, right.
0: Right, right, right. But so one more cigar here. Um, this is Arturo Fuentes Rosado Gran Reserve. What part did you have in this one?
1: That's the wrapper. The wrapper. That's the wrapper. And if you look at that wrapper, you can see it's completely different than the other ones that we just were the, right. than these two. It's, it's more What
0: seed varietal is this then? That's
1: a Cuban seed that I grow just for Carlito. So okay. Cuban
0: seed but not the Habano, not the Havano,
1: it's a Havano that 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 we've been growing for them for since they started using that wrapper. Really? Yeah. Okay. And that's got more of a Rosado color. That's what Carlos uses a lot of Cuban seed from us in different varieties. That's why I kind of had these, just to not confuse things, but that's more of what Carlos wanted with that was a Rosado, Rosado wrapper. And it's very, it's a particular color. Okay. Yeah. It's and got it's got a that thinner it. wrapper. Okay? okay. And there's a sweetness in that one that he was looking for that you pick up on, on, on that particular, on that with that particular wrapper that I think that's really what was driving him, you know? Okay. And like, again, when I said, when he made that cigar, he told me, Janito, what I wanted was a cigar that when they finished smoking, I wanted him to pick up another one or want to pick up <laughs> another one and light it again. Okay. And it's they've done very well with that cigar.
0: Definitely a cigar that you definitely can light and then relight another one right after. It. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one really of my well favorites, done. you know? Yeah. I
1: mean, it's that's one of my standbys right there. Um, again, you see the difference. Even even feeling it, if you feel that wrapper, the, the wrapper's thinner on that. Yeah, you can okay. kind of see it. Yeah. And that was all by design. Carlos, everything Carlito Fuente does is by design. Okay. Sure. And-, and um, to kind of separate them from when they do a sun grown, which is you see, this is more of a darker type wrapper. Um,
0: is this the same seed? No, I don't,
1: okay. that's
0: a different. That's a different seed. But this is a sun grown. That's
1: sun grown. That's the. That's one of the originals when Carlos started using sun grown. Those were what they were putting it on. Okay. Okay. It was the Bellicosos. This is the
0: Grand Reserve. Yes,
1: that's the eight. And this a,
0: is so much darker than the
1: rosado. Right. And that's Grand a completely Reserve. different seed. Wow.
0: Kind neat the night and day difference there. Yeah,
1: and you can even feel the texture in that one. Yeah, this feels thick that's like leather. Thicker. That's thicker. That's what he was. That's what he was going for with that. And they complete. And you know, obviously, they have different filler blends in them. Right. Okay. But they're they're night and day cigars. You know. So many differences. Yeah, uh, you can get like I was telling you. You can get into minutia with this stuff. Right. Know, that'll just drive you insane. <laughs>
0: right. All right, John. I don't know if we're fully to the final third here, but we're going to talk about the notes that we're uh,
1: going to experience
0: or are just about experiencing here in the final third of the Half Wheel uh, review of the Ramon Aliones by A.J. Fernandez. And here's what it says. There's even more woodiness in the final third of the Ramon Aliones by A.J. Fernandez Torpedo. There's even more woodiness in the final third of the Ramon Aliones by A.J. Fernandez Torpedo. Underneath, there's some black pepper and intense creamy finish. If I let the cigar sit for about two minutes, which the burn holds enough to allow for me to do, I can find that some fruitiness and generic sweetness over top of much more restrained black pepper notes. However, if I puff at anything close to normal rate, the black pepper is massive. Unfortunately, the complex retrohale is gone, now replaced by the massive blows of woodiness and pepper. The flavor and the body both remain full while the strength remains medium full. That's interesting. He says, you know, so I I like to do it. I smoke a little bit slower than maybe other people, but I also like to do a break, a longer break to see what changes. Because I do think you can pick up some of these different characteristics and especially these nuances that aren't as prominent, like you said, that prominent black pepper goes away.
1: And the woodiness, I don't know if you picked that up. I mean, I, I, you know, again, it, again, it, that kind of goes back to that cedar, you know, there's a, there's kind of a theme there. Okay. That again, I think is indicative of, 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 of Ecuador rappers, you know? Yeah. Um, the retrohale is almost like smooth. Right. And that fruitiness kind of what I was picking up is, is, is almost, it's, It's fruitiness in the sense of like a cranberry or something like that, you know. Um, Okay. Not overtly sweet, right? You know, but almost that tartness. Okay. You know, creaminess again. I think is the volume of smoke. I mean, that's 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 you pick that up from a well-made cigar. You know, that just that that mouth feel you get with good smoke volume. You know, that's that's how I that's how I put them together. You know, for me, black pepper again is another another prototypical ecuador tobacco flavor characteristic you know right just
0: now on my palate it was more or less the sides of my tongue and kind of the deep back part of the tongue that kind of picked up most of the flavor whereas a lot of the center and the tip of my tongue was muted right whereas before it was kind of
1: more more of my tongue was involved right right and i think that's what he's saying when the complex retrohale is is gone you know that you're picking up that blast almost. Right. You know, it's that buzz that you want when you finish the cigar. Right. (laughs) Right. This is definitely the end of the couch kind of,
0: yeah. Oh yeah. This is good. Would you recommend, especially people who don't do it to retrohale to learn how to do it?
1: Yes. Okay. I mean, you, you're, in my opinion, you're not going to get the full cigar experience until you, you, you retrohale, you know, I mean that, you know, you're, that's, that's one sense that you need in this to pick up with the, these descriptors. You know, do you also
0: not retrohale and see what you pick up as well? I always
1: do that with 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 cigars when I first light them up, just to get that 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 smoke in my mouth. That 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 again, that mouth feel. Sure, you know. So you do that right away. You don't. I even do that retrohale. right away. I'll, I'll I'll cut a cigar and I start dragging on it before I even light it. I don't know if you guys have ever yeah tried cold that. drawing. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you 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 can pick up a lot of times you pick up. You know, good cigars, you'll pick up sweetiness, right. you'll pick up some of the, some flavors, you know. Charlie does that in
0: these reviews. We kind of skipped it because we went straight into the, the burn, but yeah. That's yeah, like I mean, great that form. to me is,
1: I always do that. Nice. You know, I mean, you, you, it's, it's you know, I like to see what I'm getting into. Right. You know, what I'm going to get into, right. you know. Interesting. But, um, yeah, again, you know, you, you see a theme with this cigar it's. I wouldn't call it a full, full, full-bodied cigar. I'd call it a mean, but you see a theme here with the woodiness. Pepper comes up a lot. Cinnamon, earthiness, throughout that we've as right. we've gone through it. You know, and that's that's to me. Those, those are overriding characteristics of Ecuador, Ecuador tobacco. I mean, that's kind of what I think the wrapper is giving this cigar. Sure. You know, uh, the creaminess again to me is is I you know. From when I connotate that it's with, it's the smoke volume that I'm getting in my, in my mouth, okay, and um, the fruitiness, and even Worcester system could be very much could be the, the filler blend, you know. Gotcha. Which is, again, the beauty of this beauty of, of cigars, right? Yeah. You know?
0: But the wrapper itself, the habano. Remind me again,
1: Ecuador habano.
0: So the the wrapper itself, the Ecuador habano. Of all the things that we've kind of described here in our notes, what would you say is indicative of this wrapper? Like what notes? You've kind of said it as we go
1: through. Yeah, white pepper, black pepper, cinnamon, cedar, earthiness.
0: And the creaminess is more or less the filler.
1: I, uh, Yeah.
0: Okay. Creaminess so
1: or again, you know, the, the smoke, the smoke, smoke, f- that smoke feel that you get in your mouth, you know, that, that, that. Right. That smoke rolling in your mouth, you know. I don't know if you've ever smoked a cigar that the smoke kind of feels thin when it's in your mouth.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: I think. Like there's nothing to grab onto. Correct. Okay. And, you know, again, that's a function of the filler blend. Okay. And maybe they wanted you to pick up more of the wrapper, more of the aroma, mm-hmm. you know. But when I smoke something like this, that that would, when I think creaminess, I'm thinking of that volume of smoke and the thickness of that smoke in my mouth. Wow,
0: so this is a good question because it's debatable, right? Where does the majority of the flavor from the cigar come from—the wrapper or the filler? My opinion,
1: yeah, it comes from the it comes from the wrapper.
0: You're biased, though. You're a wrapper. I, I I grow filler
1: though too. <laughs> I you see know? you grow both. You know, I mean, look, it's a melding of the whole thing. Okay? Right, but what's but, the problem? Okay, my the way I I I rationalize this. Okay, is that so much of what we're doing here is smelling? Okay, and you're burning the top of this thing. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, you're getting the smoke from the whole thing, you know. But really, at the end of the day, when we're picking up flavors and stuff like that, it's really through what we're smelling, you know. Which to me is coming from the from the from the wrapper. You know? And our
0: flavors that, that are yeah. that we're picking up. That's not to, the, that's not to try.
1: diminish the filler. The blend is everything's gotta be perfect. Oh, okay. Right. You know, I just think if you're gonna if you're gonna put me in a corner and ask me where where, where it comes from, which I've been had, had done to me before, okay. I right. think I'm I'm in the camp of the guys that think rapper. You know, there's two camps on this thing. Yes. And I'm in the rapper camp. You're in the rapper okay? camp. Okay. And not just because I grow I grow rapper, you know. I right. mean it's just I just it just to me, you know, where you get a good bit of flavor from the cigar, okay? Would
0: you say that also the manufacturers are coming to you with the wrapper in mind and, and the and the notes that they want to hit flavor-wise, and then they're just they using— They always
1: come to me with a wrapper in mind, okay? Okay, so I that's don't the ever, start. I don't ever really know where they're going to go flavor-wise, because you got to remember, a lot of times they're trying to keep what they're doing secret because it's a new release or right. something like that, Right. you know?
0: So they're not going to tell you a bunch about it. But
1: they're coming to you with a wrapper in mind. They're absolutely coming to me with a wrapper in mind, and they have an and they're idea. very specific on what they want. Okay? okay, again, like I go back to, I go back to Carlos. Carlos is very this 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 for me picking out this wrapper on this cigar is one of the most difficult things that I have to do because Carlos has a very specific color, very specific texture. Okay. A very specific goal in mind for this thing. Okay. And you got to remember, I'm not producing red Chevrolets. Okay. Right. I mean, you know, to get what he wants, you've got to go through a shitload of tobacco to pull it out. Right. You know, Abdel, What percent thing.
0: would you say is actually going to go towards this like success rate? Of all the tobacco oh, they're that that trying to get,
1: probably ten or fifteen yeah, percent. Ten or fifteen percent is only going to actually. But make I grew it. a shitload of tobacco. Okay? Right. Okay. So right. It's a, Hopefully, it's enough. It's you know, it's never enough for any of them. But it takes a lot to get there. It takes a lot to get there. Wow. Which is not a it's, you know, it's not a not a problem for us. I want to get them what they want. Okay. No, right. But yeah. it's
0: just amazing as to what you need to. Give. What I need to go through yeah, to get, to get, yeah, correct. What you need to give, correct. And then what you're actually going to take out of it,
1: correct, is so small, right? And then the nuances of what they're looking for, okay. When I'm sitting there by myself and trying to pull out from, that's why you know you kind of take a cross section there and say, okay, tell me what you need out of this lot, okay? What's going to work? Now, once I have that, I can go back and it makes it easier for me to pick out what they need, okay? Gotcha. You know, um. There's a very natural fermentation process on this thing because he doesn't want it to be by natural. I mean, there's not a lot of ferment, you know, there's fermentation, but the fermentation isn't as, uh, it's a very, it's a fermentation that's done very delicately because this is thin wrapper. Gotcha. Okay. And you don't want to fuck this up. So you're not an expensive mistake. Right. You know,
0: here it is. Wrapper is the key flavor component.
1: According to me.
0: According to John. <laughs> okay, that's not law. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being on this show and showing us, uh, peeling back the curtain a little bit and allowing us to understand who's making the tobacco for these great cigars that we all enjoy.
1: Thank you. Anytime, guys. Anytime you need anything, questions, anything like that, you can always call me. Oh, well, I have a cool. tendency to be a little bit too honest, but I don't care if to hey, get man. mad at me. <laughs>